Recently, there have been complaints from Monroe County residents regarding the foul taste of tap water within their homes. The main reservoir for Bloomington and Monroe County is Lake Monroe, which is a common source for recreational activities for members of the Bloomington community. To learn more about this issue with the lake, WFHB News spoke with Sarah Powers, a liminal scientist at Indiana University. The amount of cyanobacteria in the lake has been pretty constant over time. So it's not a new issue that we're seeing due to nutrient inputs from the watershed is a primary source of where that's coming from, as well as nutrients in the lake and in the sediments. You're going to have background nutrients there. We'll feed the algae. And the algae is completely including the cyanobacteria, which are actually a photosynthetic bacteria, not necessarily an algae per se, uh, but we kind of loop them all in together. But they're a natural part of the food chain. So they should be there and they're very healthy and good. It's good to have a nice, diverse community of algae. They're the basis of the food chain. Very critical. It's just when we the nutrients start to exceed some point, they can grow in overabundance. And as we're seeing warmer temperatures, warmer temperatures later into the summer, we're starting to increase the amount of total algae. With many local complaints regarding the tap water in Bloomington, watershed experts and professionals, including Sarah Powers, set out to Lake Monroe to test its waters for what might be the source of this issue. From what the data could find, the lake and its watershed have been experiencing larger algal blooms in its waters since September of 2021, likely causing the foul taste in its tap water. Sarah Powers elaborates on how she and her team obtained this data and what it means for the lake. So we sampled in the lake in the summer of 2020. We also did stream monitoring into the lake for once a month for a year. So that was our portion. And then we also coordinated a volunteer uh, sample blitz for citizen scientists to come out and sample 125 stream sites throughout the watershed. That provided the background data so that they could find... So in order to write the management plan, you need the data to support it. So what is the state of the lake? Then the watershed coordinator, Maggie Sullivan, did a lot of data analysis of it. So she went back and she compared it to historical reports. She found all the historical data that existed as much as she could gather and then did a lot of comparison analysis from past summaries. How has it changed? And I don't think they found a huge amount of change over time. But there are still potential issues in those areas to improve. While this doesn't make the drinking water toxic or harmful, it still presents an issue for the residents who perhaps can't afford to have their water filtered, or those who would be forced to purchase bottled water, which is less heavily regulated by the EPA, instead of utilizing their home's tap water. The algal bacteria found in Lake Monroe is what is known as cyanobacteria, According to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, also known as the EPA, cyanobacteria is a microorganism, also known as blue-green algae, found in freshwater ecosystems that can produce harmful algal blooms or toxins. They have the ability to harm aquatic ecosystems, drinking water supply, and people who come in close contact via recreational activities such as swimming or fishing. Sarah Powers further explains why this form of cyanobacteria is posing a threat to Lake Monroe's reservoir and watershed. 
As we see increases in temperature, longer summers, fluctuations in the amount of rainfall, it changes the amount of algae and when we're seeing more. So now we're seeing it later into the growing season. Historically, it was more of a July-August problem. Now it's lingering into September-October, right, where we're seeing longer blooms. Luckily, Friends of Lake Monroe, a local nonprofit dedicated to the protection of the lake, has developed a management plan to address the issue of growing cyanobacteria in Lake Monroe. This management plan is a long-term goal to prevent the lake from producing any excess algae, and so it can continue to keep Bloomington's water source clean and healthy. Because of the nature of this plan and the lake, this plan won't see any noticeable changes for at least a decade or so. Watershed coordinator Maggie Sullivan and her team at Friends of Lake Monroe created this watershed management plan in which she expands on in more detail. So I work for Friends of Lake Monroe, the local nonprofit, and we've been working for the last two years to develop a watershed management plan for the lake. There wasn't one before this, and we got a grant to do it, and part of it was doing a lot of water quality monitoring and collecting samples. It was also talking with the community to see what people's concerns were, looking at other available data, um, actually getting out in the watershed and looking to see what the streams look like that are coming into the lake. So we gathered all that data together and created this watershed management plan that lays out a 20-year action plan for how do we protect and improve water quality in the lake. And one of the things that was driving this process of why we felt this was important is the increasing occurrence of harmful algal blooms. Because the city of Bloomington has not declared any official warning regarding the algal blooms in Lake Monroe, one can assume that these blooms have not reached the toxicity levels required to be harmful in the city's drinking water supply. Unfortunately, there isn't much the city of Bloomington can do in terms of policy or legislation, simply due to the fact that Lake Monroe Watershed does not fall completely within Monroe County lines. It actually falls within four other county lines as well, making it difficult for local governments to mandate any sort of legislation over the watershed. Maggie Sullivan explains the nuances of these county lines and how that affects local and state legislation. One of the challenges of watershed work is that watersheds span multiple jurisdictions. So the Lake Monroe watershed is 440 square miles, and about half of that's in Brown County. Then there's about a quarter in Monroe and about a quarter in Jackson. Okay. So we're already talking about three different counties involved. And then we have the town of Nashville. We have part of the city of Bloomington. And then we start looking at who owns the land. And there's a lot of it that's owned by the U.S. Forest Service or the Indiana State Department of Natural Resources or the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers who owns the actual lake. Mm -hmm. And so you're talking about a lot of different groups that have jurisdiction. So one of our goals is to get them all collaborating together and saying, here, we have this plan now. We know what we need to do. So let's work together to make that happen. We haven't identified specific policy changes yet, but that is one possibility. I know Monroe County is updating their development ordinances right now. And they have specific protections for watersheds. The ecozone, so around Lake Monroe, Lake Griffey, and Lake Lemon, have a little more restrictions on how you can develop to try and reduce the likelihood of getting that sediment and those nutrients into the lakes. 
While these algal blooms have not greatly impacted the reservoir yet, especially during the winter months, this begs the question of whether these blooms will become more toxic or will this cause the lake to further eutrophy? Maggie Sullivan explains the science behind this question and what it means for Lake Monroe. So Lake Monroe is mildly eutrophic right now. If we don't do anything, there's a chance it could get more eutrophic, meaning as higher nutrient levels and more common harmful algal blooms. So our goal is to reduce the nutrient load, and we would expect to see less harmful algal blooms once we do that. With the caveat that that's a long-term process, partly because making changes in the watershed to reduce the nutrient levels takes a lot of time and effort in getting people to change behaviors, and partly because we also know there are legacy nutrients in the lake, and those are nutrients that are down in the sediments at the bottom of the lake that have accumulated over time. And so those could still be released, as I was talking about with the lake stratification, when oxygen levels drop at the bottom of the lake, bacteria will release some of those nutrients and then they'll circulate back into the water. While the cyanobacteria in Lake Monroe is cause for concern, we still have organizations like Friends of Lake Monroe and wonderful scientists like Sarah Power willing to help the Bloomington community and make our city a safer place for everybody here. If you'd like more information on Friends of Lake Monroe, please go to their website at friendsoflakemonroe.org. For WFHB News, I am Sophia Fitzgerald.